All right, welcome everybody to another episode of Naked Subjects with Gerardo, Giuseppe, and Platano. Um, today we have a special treat by way of Platano. Um, he's decided to drop a tab of uh, acid. Is it? You know what? Wait, wait. Just, just let, let me start. Let me, let, let me let me start with a disclaimer to say that. I do not condone any illegal activity. Anything. This is allegedly that he's done. This is for entertainment purposes only. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, Platano drops some acid here, and uh, it's kicked in by now, hasn't it? Big time. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> so, th- so this should be an interesting treat. We're still going to talk idea. about our n- our normal stuff, but uh, just so the audience can get some kind of visual, he's sitting here in my living room, shirtless, <laughs> which is really fairly uncharacteristic of him. He's not the type of guy, I mean, I'm, I'm Gerardo, so uh, myself and Giuseppe, we're big-time fitness enthusiasts, and we pretty much don't lose an opportunity to show our uh, areolas to whoever <laughs> want, wants to look or whoever would like to avert their gaze. But in this case, uh, the Puerto Rican and Platano sure came out because he's in my living room with no shirt. It's the summertime. That's what they, there's a beer next to him. It's fucking hot. And summer is not summer if you don't have a Puerto Rican with a beer shirtless. Uh, in New York. In New York. Yeah, that's just, it's just you don't see it. So there we go. We have it in my living room. And as an added bonus, he's, uh, he's on acid. Ah, uh, we should have said it afterwards. <laughs> No, no, no! It's good. It's good. This will be fun. This will be. This will be. Just don't jump out my fucking window. Don't stab me in the eyeball with the pen, and we're gonna be all right. <laughs> we're worried about your subway ride home, but yeah, we'll, we'll 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 see what we, we'll cross what, that what bridge we do when we get that. there, man. Um, so we are going to start our podcast by talking about the Sumerians, which was a real uh, passion with uh, Giuseppe. He is quite the history buff, and. Uh, I, you know, I do want to ask you why, why, why that? Why that subject? Because we're, you know, this, 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 this was something really close to your heart. Uh, I'm all for it. You know, I think history is an interesting subject, or at least potentially, it could potentially be quite a bomb as well. But uh, I'm sure it won't be with you behind the helm. <laughs> um, but yeah, why, why the Sumerians? Why, why did you want to talk about that? Well, there's, uh, there's this two, thing? there's two reasons. First, you know, I, I, I love history, but the one of the types of history that I love the most is ancient history. And the reason being is because all history is predicated on what came before, right? So whatever, you know, time you're looking, what time frame you're looking at, whether it's American history, you know, middle, medieval times, even, you know, Roman and Greek, there was always something before. Um, but when you're talking about ancient history, when you're talking about the Egyptians, the Sumerians, the Indus Valley civilization, there was nothing before. These were the first civilizations. And what did they have to base what they did on? And that's what makes it so fascinating. But what makes the Sumerians more fascinating is that they were the first. They were before the Egyptians. They were before the Indus Valley Civilization. And then to, top, to put on top of that, they have a written history because they, they created the first writing. It was called cuneiform. They have a written history of where they came from. And this is not really talked about a lot. Um, uh, they believe that they were... And this is crazy, you know, uh, but they believe that we You were mean like Bigfoot? No, I'm sorry. Th- this, is, this is, this is, <laughs> this, this. Let him finish. All right. Finish. This was, um, uh, they believe that they were genetically, en- they were genetically engineered by the, uh, by aliens. Uh, okay. 
All right. All right. Um, this is between, your intro. Okay, now I get it. Between <laughs> between between whatever whatever you know um, prehistoric man that w- that lived here, and the aliens, which were humanoid. So we are really genetically engineered by these humanoid aliens that come from a planet that is pre- uh, right now undiscovered in our solar system. Now, uh, planet oh X. God. Is it planet X? Um, Boy, no, did, I, did I fucking open up that can of worms over <laughs> here. You know, I was wondering what your angle was. <laughs> so, no, but what makes it fascinating... What makes you it, mean like the Scientologist, basically? No, no, but here, here's, the, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, is that what makes it fascinating is that they knew how many planets were in the solar system. I mean, we, we didn't f- discover all the planets until, in like, 1920. How does the people that lived in 3,200 B.C. know all the planets? And... On top of that, know about genetics when that wasn't discovered until the 1950s. What do you mean genetics? You you wait. Let me let, let me just start by saying you took one hell of a leap here. <laughs> so you mentioned the Anunnakis, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it stands to reason that yeah, we come from uh, aliens. Well, I didn't say <laughs> I didn't I didn't say that I believe it. I'm okay, saying that right. that's I'm what saying, they, that's their. But it's a myth, right? But well, yeah, but but here's the thing: How did they know about all the planets? How do they know about genetic so engineering? So what, what, what do you mean by that? So, so are you saying that uh, whatever number of planets they, f- they saw in the solar system corresponds to what we know in astronomy today but didn't know before? Yes. That's, that's Go ahead. Explain astounding. yourself. Explain yourself. Go ahead. Well, I mean, that, that, that's basically it. They, they, How they, many did they see? They, they said there's 10. Now, we used to say there was nine, right? And, and now we say Pluto is not really a planet. All right, so they have 10, which is all the ones that we've identified, plus their planet, the, the alien planet, which is, uh, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. I'm going to have to Google it now. Um, but, you know, so that's, that's kind of fascinating. I mean, and, and then, uh, then to put on top of that, genetic engineering? Oh, I mean, again, we didn't know about genetics. You mean angels creating us equates to genetic engineering? Is angels? that what you're saying? Or, or weren't the Anunnaki like mythical beings? Oh, hold, on, hold on, you're putting words in this guy's mouth. Yeah. Okay, right. okay. Go right, ahead. Right. They, were, right. they were humanoid. They're not angels. Now, maybe, you know, the, the, the Sumerian. <laughs> I'm not oh, trying oh, to. Oh, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I was being ridiculous <laughs> in mentioning the angels. You see, people, <laughs> please excuse my lack of uh, precision over here. <laughs> it wasn't angels. It was humanoid beings from another planet. Do continue. Well, well, look. You know, you, you can make fun of it all you want. The fact, the fact is that you know, when once we discovered DNA, and and you see how how complicated and how uh, the the uh, you know uh, any life form is, you know that it couldn't happen by accident. That it, it, it's it's like this. I mean, we people have made this this analogy before about the, the watch. Okay, um, but once we discovered uh, genetics. You know, once we discovered DNA, you see that there's information in there. It's not just, you know, prior to discovering DNA, you know, we used to believe that the cell was the basic life form, right? And it was pretty basic. So when that's all there was, it's pretty easy to believe in evolution because it's just basic, you know, um, uh, you know life forms, you know, coming together. But once you go inside the nucleus and then you discover something 10 times more complicated, now it becomes like, wow. Okay, so but putting that aside, how do people from 3,200 B.C. know about the solar system? They saw it. No, you can't. No, no you can't see <laughs> so it. You can't, they, see, you, can't, you can't see anything past Mars. Hmm. And, and maybe yeah. you could see Jupiter, you know, if you have a telescope, but you can't, I don't think you could see Jupiter with the naked eye. 
and you can't see Saturn, you can't see Uranus, you can't see Neptune, you can't see Pluto, how would you know? And not only on top of that, they, they knew that, that Earth was the third planet from the sun. Now, this is at a time where I did believe most civilizations thought the world was flat. Wait, did they think it was round? Yes. How do you know this? In, in, in their writings, in the cuneiform. What does it say in the cuneiform to indicate that to you, that the Earth was, was well, a they, spherical object? They use the term spherical. Oh, really? And, and, and the story goes that these aliens came to Earth to mine for gold. <laughs> to, mi to mine for gold. And initially, they were doing the mining, right? Uh -huh. And there was some kind of, like, rebellion where they just didn't want to do it anymore. So at that time, there was already... Um, oh, here's another thing that's very interesting. So, you know, scientists, you know, uh, uh, anthropologists believe that... Um, we used to believe that we came from we, the, that the that the it was Australopithecus, Homo habilis, Homo erectus, Neanderthal, Cro-Magnon, and, and and modern man. Right now, we realize that Neanderthal man was actually a, an evolutionary dead end. So we actually evolved from Homo erectus, but there's a huge gap because Homo erectus, you know, came around about 500,000 BC. So now there's a huge gap between Homo erectus and Cro-Magnon man. So anthropologists believe that. Around 200,000 years ago, something called archaic man came. So, um, so Homo erectus evolved into archaic man, and then archaic man evolved into modern man, right? So that was about 200,000 years ago. Again, the thing that, that makes this interesting is that according to the cuneiform writing, this all, the genetic engineering all happened 200,000 years ago. And this is something that we just discovered. This is just, scientists have just discovered this now. So, like, let's say you let's say you discover the cuneiform writing, right? Mm -hmm. And you read the story. It's like, yeah, they just they they um you know, and you're 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 you know a scientist, but you're a Christian. You believe in in, in creation, right? And it's like, oh, here's a story about you know humans being created two hundred thousand years ago. Ridiculous, right? Now, fast forward hundred years, you know, you would you, you know you accept evolution, um, and you, and and then you know through more years you realize, well, actually. You know, archaic man started about 200,000 years ago, and then you're like, wait a minute, didn't I read that somewhere? Isn't that what the, um, the Sumerian said? So there's too many, too many, you know, the, the planets and the genetic engine, too many, th how do these people know this? Mm -hmm. Again, you're not talking about the Romans. I mean, com compared to the Romans, the, the Sumerians were already ancient. The Romans didn't, Rome wasn't founded until 756 BC. We're talking 3,200 BC. The, 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 the Sumerians to the Romans were, were, are what the Egyptians are to us. That's how far apart they were, or maybe more. So you have to ask yourself, how did these people who were the first civilization have all this, all this information? The information being the number of planets that they Genetic detected. engineering and, and when we were created. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and again, please clarify the genetic engineering part for me, because uh, that's, that, that's, that's, that's when I have to kind of wrap my head around. Mm -hmm. uh, so you're saying this creation story or narrative or whatever the case may be about humans being made by humanoid creatures from another planet uh, is a form of genetic engineering correct and you're saying this fills in the gap because you're talking about a 200,000 year old gap but are you saying that there are no biological markers of human existence or human or pre-human existence or there some was, sort there of was a literal there was, there was a literal um um missing link 
between, between Neanderthal, you're no, saying? No, not Neanderthal. Okay, okay. Neanderthal is, is an was ev- a dead evolutionary end. dead end. Dead end. Okay. So there's, a, there's a literal um, missing link between Homo erectus, which appeared 500,000 years ago, okay. and Cro-Magnon man, which appeared about 45,000 years ago. <clears throat> okay. So Homo erectus was an earlier version of humans. Uh, yeah, but but you're talking about a pre-existing species, right? So where does right. genetic engineering come into? Well, that's it? what genetic engineering is. You, you don't create it from 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 scratch. You know, you, okay. take, you take a genetic from you know genetic um, uh, information from one species, you, and and you mix it with genetic um, information from another uh, species, and you combine them, and they came up according to them. They came up with. Uh, Archaic man. You know, a shirtless platano just rolled his eyes. <laughs> I saw it. I wasn't. I, saw I wasn't. One, uh, wasn't rolling my eyes. In terms Are you of just like, freaking oh, out God. from the acid, or? Yeah, that was <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Continue. Just. <laughs> I wasn't rolling my eyes. Like, uh, oh, it just I thought, it was one of those like. like I thought you were being cheeky. I thought you were being no, disrespectful to you know Giuseppe though? over here. All right. No, no. I mean, I guess I hear what he's saying right now. <laughs> Look, I'm not. Say, I'm not saying. I'm not saying I believe it 100. percent All I'm saying is that there's too many. If you odd believe things. in 10, percent it's insane. So, you, so, <laughs> so, 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 what is your explanation for the fact that they knew about all the planets? They talked about genetic engineering. They the, the time period that they that they say we were created matches perfectly with the time period that anthropologists say that archaic man came onto the scene. How do you reconcile that? You know, I believe. What was that? I said I was just saying you go, then I go. Okay, you want to go? Sure. All right. You know what? I, because Platano's on acid today, he just can't fucking contain you know himself. Yeah. So please, stop fucking please. mentioning it. You, it sounds so fucking toolish. You're fucking mentioning it all the time. It just, it just is. I love accept it. it. I accept just love it. it. I, I do accept it. One hundred percent. All right, go ahead. Uh, all right. I think Sumerians. I think you know, first fucking civilization here. You're asking about how did they know all this? To my knowledge, most of the fucking writing was like just being discovered. Like we got, we got, we have the story of uh, Gilgamesh, right? I think that was after. Gilgamesh? Yeah, I think that was after. Sure, okay. I feel like this comes from the Sumerians. Yeah, they, yeah, the, that, yeah that it, did come, it did come from the Sumerians, but the story of Gilgamesh, I think, was written, I mean, don't quote me on this, but I think it was written sometime in 2500 BC. So you're talking well over, you know, almost 1,000 years. I mean, 800 years. Either okay. way, were these texts that they knew about this? I, I don't remember reading up on this. I exactly. That's, that, that's, that's what the, the, the fascinating thing is that, you know, I, I've, I've taken ancient, and when you take, you know, in college, you know, when you take ancient civilization, what do they start off with? Egypt. Now, they might mention the Sumerians. Oh, there was the Sumerians. They, were, they, they invented writing. They invented the, the wheel. And then there was the, the, the Egyptians. So they totally gloss over all of the Sumerian um, civilization. And, and to me, the Sumerians are more um, interesting. Forget about the Anunnaki. Even if you, if you keep out the Anunnaki, the fact that the Sumerians were the first before Egypt, mm-hmm. that in and of itself, to me, is fascinating. Mm. I mean, three, you're talking 3,200 B.C. Now, the way they came about was um, there were three um, confederated, three independent states that came together as a confederation. So the, the last city-state that was created was created about 3,500 B.C., all right? So prior to that, the second um, uh, city was called Ur, which actually that's where Abraham was born in 2000 B.C. So, so this is even... Way even before Abraham, the biblical Abraham, right? Okay, so that was Or, and 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 that w- and that was founded in 4000 BC, and then uh, the very first city, Uruk, Uruk was yeah. was was founded um, about 5000 BC. So now, because they were you know the first civilization, 99 percent of the human race was still nomadic, 
right? So hunter gatherer, no. Yeah, hunter gatherers. Yeah. So so they would be getting attacked by these you know uh, nomadic tribes all the time. So by the time the the third city and and all these you know they were all kinfolk you know so when when Oric was um, created you know they, they became overpopulated so then they founded another city and then that became over so by 3500 BC they created the, the, the third weren't the states warring one. though with each other too no not these not these gentrification so, existed even back then so um, <laughs> so they finally realized you know there's there's a better way to be able to fight off these invasions if we just, you know, consolidate ourselves into one civilization. And then they were kinfolk. They spoke the same language. And, and they created this, this confederation. So, and, and this started around 3,200 B.C. So that in and of itself is, is what makes the Sumerians so interesting. Also, they, they were the first, they, they created the, the first writings, cuneiform. They created the wheel. The I think even uh, <clears throat> reading they did the uh, the whole concept of sixty in math like the way oh yeah. The minute, yeah yeah that's the Sumerians also I remember reading that oh. also so so our timekeeping system mm -hmm. which is based on a sixty minute hour and on a sixty second minute mm -hmm. right was was based on the on the Sumerian yeah. numerical so, so system. You, I, don't, right? I don't know about this whole alien shit, but the actual history yeah no that's is that, that's, fucking that, fascinating that, that, that is yeah, that is, is fascinating fascinating that even we still to, um, use. Even I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Mr. Historian here, you can correct me. The Greek constellation, I think, it goes back to Sumer also. Yeah, a lot of it does. Every, of it every, does. every, every, almost <clears throat> everything that we have uh, goes back uh, uh, to the Sumerians. Um, and, Is our and, calendar system I'm not like sure. the 12 months of the you know year what? and all that, and the seven days of the week? And I don't know. I was watching a documentary, and they were saying, yeah, yeah, they were That's, saying like it I came, mean, like all the right. whole Roman calendar. I, th I thought honestly, I thought the calendar system came from Rome. You know, I, it, I might, it might have, but I but I do know that our timekeeping system. The, the, the names came from Rome, but but the but the timekeeping mm -hmm. came from the Sumerians. Correct. That's impressive. That's very impressive. That's that, impressive. That's and keep in mind, this came from almost literal scratch. They, like I said before, I mean, there was no there was no basis. There was no civilization before this. You know, it's easy to to innovate. All right. Mm -hmm. If you it's like for example, the telephone. The telephone was a great invention, but it rode on the back of the radio. Right. You know, but when you have to or the telegraph, right? Or, you know, but when you have wires. to you, when you have to create something from scratch, that's a pretty big thing. Now, keep in mind that ninety percent of all the cuneiform writing that we found has been, you know, like accounting, you know, mm -hmm. receipts. That's how it started originally, right? Yeah. Like you wanted to. I think they have so many letters, even just for beer in itself, too. Because oh yeah, they have beer. They were the first ones to create oh, yes. beer. Oh yeah, yes. Mm -hmm. And know? I think it was a concoction that was so thick that they had these straws that had filters in them. And you had to sort of, you know, so that you wouldn't suck up all the barley or whatever mm -hmm. or, or, or all the, you know, all the stuff. And they also had an interesting um, sex ritual um, for, uh, uh, that involved the temples, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Where a woman would, would... Do you know about this? No, no. You don't know about this? No. Um, Probably a later period one or something. I Go think on. it was Inanna. So she was like the goddess mm -hmm. of, of fertility and uh, either... You know, there's some debate as to whether this actually occurred or not or whether it was a myth, although there were priestesses who did do this. The question is whether all women were required to do this. And the way the story goes is the women were required at least once in their lives to stay at the temple, and then any man who came by her could pay a certain amount of money, which was then donated to the temple, and have sex with her. I do know that. And I also know that, uh, as far as the sexuality stuff goes, that uh, homosexuality, homosexuality was widely tolerated as a sort of a legitimate in form in Sumeria. Yes, 
I see the disappointment in your eyes. Just <laughs> I see it. I see it already. So not only was that tolerated, but you might like this. Uh, anal sex was also a common form of contraception. Okay. Could you so tell my wife that? What's that? Could you tell my wife that? Sure. <laughs> sure. You'd be like, honey, stop using the pill. And I don't like the condom, so let's just do that as, a, as an exclusive. Yeah, so, I'd, I'd like to see that. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. All, all, all this, you know, for, for me was, you know, extremely um, fascinating. And the fact that even if you, unless you take a specific class called the Sumerians, you're not going to learn about it in college. You're certainly not going to learn about it in high school. So when you, when you take ancient civilizations, they kind of like gloss over the Sumerians. Like, how could you gloss over the very first civilization? I mean, I understand that, that. I understand that Egypt was much more glamorous and, 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 and you know, it gave, you know, um, uh, a platform for, the, you know, the Greeks and everybody else. But, you know, the, the Sumerians were first. Mm -hmm. and, and, and then they, they expanded. The Sumerian civilization grew into the Mesopotamian, the Mesopotamian uh, mm -hmm. Empire. Um, and uh, that's where... Uh, uh, um, Abraham was born. Abraham was a Mesopotamian. I mean, Tamian. even until I still don't see fucking aliens or even outside interference. When you're still looking at the, you know, when this all started, they're pretty much like, I don't know, it, it all makes sense to me. Like, it all kind of evolves. It's not like the, out of nowhere, boom, we just have the Sumerian civilization. They started off, they started getting into agriculture, right? It started spreading from there. They started taking over territories. And I don't know, I just see like a natural evolution of, of the culture happening. And I think it's still amazing, you know? The yeah, facts I, are, right. I, well, I, well, the agriculture and all that, yeah, sure. I mean, because the, you know, modern man um, discovered agriculture about 8,000 8, uh, BC. Does okay? this predate the Sumerians? This or predates, they... It predates the Sumerians. Okay. But that was subsistence. Agriculture. In other words, that means that you just grew enough just to, for you and your family to survive. Okay. It wasn't until 6,000 BC where we discovered surplus agriculture. And that's extremely important because that means that everybody doesn't have to be a farmer. So now, if you're a farmer, you can grow enough for a thousand people. So now the other nine, you know, 900 people could be, you know, coppersmiths, could be soldiers, could be politicians, could be priests. Because they could do other things because now they're not tied to the land. Mm -hmm. So that started, and that's, that gave rise to cities. That's the only reason why we have cities is because everybody in the city can't be a farmer, right? Right. So, so I, I agree with you. Does that include money then? Well, uh, it was still on a barter system. Okay. Okay, so you would trade, you know, services. So if I gave you, you know, a, a bushel of hay and you were the coppersmith, you know, you would give me whatever I needed in, in metal goods. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, and that evolutionary process, that okay, that makes sense. It always made sense to me. Yeah. But what about, you know, how many how many planets were in the solar system? You can't you can't guess that. <laughs> did, did that's they? where it gets that's tricky. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I, I dig the though? growing the plants and the bartering and all that. Uh, uh -huh. But 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 that's where it gets tricky. And let me tell you where it gets tricky uh, for me, because. When you talk about things like that, when you talk about genetic engineering, when you talk about maybe advanced forms of astronomy, you're talking about fairly advanced technology, mm -hmm. right? And uh, I'll, I'll give you a basic example. How do they wipe their asses? In other words, if you know about the planets and you know about genetic engineering, I would think toilet paper would not be a big stretch right there. So what are you saying? The Sumerians didn't have toilet paper? No, they did not. The Sumerians did not have toilet paper, and I will assert this definitively. They did not have any toilet paper. They did not have toilet fucking papyrus or whatever it was. Paper itself was a very difficult... That's why they did cuneiform. When you see the cuneiform tablets... It's a tablet, yeah. You're right. They're clay. 
they're carved into wet clay mm -hmm. and allowed to dry, and that's their paper. So how is it that you're doing that, but then you're doing genetic engineering? Okay, I'm going to have to look into that. But they Please uh, do. <laughs> but, Please but, do. But and, if, and, I'm not and, mistake, if I'm not mistaken, they did have plumbing. I don't know about that. I don't that. know about that. They, no. I think I they did. I don't think that. they had plumbing. No, I, I have to. I have to check into it. I, I think that was the Romans, my man. Because the, the Romans, the Romans perfected it with um, with uh, with metal piping, but I think they had um, uh, stone piping. Didn't the Romans also too have those um, little like shit furnaces where you just go, you shit? It's like kind of like melted coals or whatever, and you just. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But, but you're still not addressing the wiping. <laughs> the wiping is a supremely right. important thing great. in my mind. Let me think. In my Sumerians. my mind wrapped right. old around. Old jokes. Old jokes aside, one thing that's I not a joke. One thing I forgot <laughs> to mention is you, you know you know the 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 symbol for um for for the medical field today. The snake with the, the yeah right yeah. that was invented by the Sumerians. All right, that's pretty cool. Okay, that's pretty cool. And and again, this might be a stretch. You guys are gonna laugh because when you have a dirty ass, you want to paint or make art because you fucking yeah. need to distract yourself. But, 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 <laughs> but what the, what does that look like though? The snake? Yeah. So it's a snake wrapped around. What is that thing it's wrapped around? Scepter uh, of sorts? I yeah. Don't know. But it, it looks like something. Think about it. What? I don't, I, the, the DNA coil. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. There he goes. There he goes, man. Huh? We try to contain this fucking guy. I try to keep this normal, and then uh, and and then here we are. But I'm gonna have to get back to the butt wiping. So I did do. I actually of did course. do. I did do a little research on this, and up until I think the times of the Greeks, um, or maybe like the pre-Greek, pre-Roman times, they were using stones. They were using stones or bits of pottery, like smoothed out a smoothed out bit of stone or pottery that 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 you wiped with. Mm -hmm. And since they did not have running water, I, I imagine, what, what do you rinse that off with? Because old civilizations don't have plentiful supplies of water, right? Which is kind of what interests me about history. Like, how did, how did people live, right? Shit that you take for granted now, like, you turn on a faucet and, and water comes out of it. So you just wiped your ass with a stone, and there's stuff on that stone. You, you can't wipe it on dirt because then that's going back on your... Or maybe they did. I don't know. But I know that the Greeks... And the and 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 the basically the cavemen used stones to wipe their behinds, uh, which is kind of a fascinating thing to me because you think back then, you know, how did we get here? How did we get it? Like no, 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 no. we went from genetic engineering aliens to how the ancient people wiped their because ass. I'll tell you how we got here <laughs> because of technology. And was, I, that's what I'm trying to point out. If you're thinking that there's all this advanced technology going on, but you can't even wipe your ass properly. For a skeptic uh, individual such as myself, uh, that's going to be a uh, something that I'm going to focus on, right? Something that's going to that's going to jump out at me, right? You're using stones to wipe your behind, or you know leaves or stuff like that, which are kind of kind of rough. Which then makes me think, and you know, and I'm sure you didn't have as much as you'd like to think you have a river at your disposal or whatever. Not everybody had that. Water was very hard to come by in, in, in ancient society. Here there in the zone, you have a point. You're right. I can agree with you on this. And then I imagined to myself, what was like sex like oh, 
as a result. <laughs> you well, know what I'm here, saying? Here, here, here's, um, Oof, I, just, man. I, just, I just looked it up. So, I'll bet so you there was no cunnilingus so, at all. <laughs> None. Well, well, look, awful. Look at, they didn't well, have look, showers. Can you imagine? Well, here, oh, here's it. Here's oh, man. All right. So the, remember, I, remember we spoke about, I, I mentioned the, uh, the Indus Valley Civilization? Mm -hmm. Okay. The Indus Valley Civilization um, was founded around 3000 BC, and they had toilets. They had running water uh, flush toilets. So if the Indus Valley Civilization had it in, in 2750 BC, I'm pretty sure the Sumerians had it. You okay, know, here, here, even, even if I, I give like you... to point out here. Okay, go ahead. Here. Platano, yes, go. The, with the whole fucking alien thing here, I'd love to just uh, stay away from it because I feel when you're pointing towards aliens, you're taking away from the real history of it. You're taking away from like what how that, amazing but what it if, actually but what, was. But what if, well, I, I love that you're maintaining your skepticism. But what if through what your if, acid what if, trip? What if that? <laughs> but what if that? Because if, you there's, any, tools, if there's any fucking tools, if there's any time for okay, you to believe in aliens, it's what now. If, what if that? What if that is real? Real history. <sighs> okay. It really? Yeah, looks let me like give it's you. Okay. Let me give you that too. Here's funny. We find all of a sudden again. Don't confuse him. He's not stable right now. I'm pointing towards it. You, you guys have you failed fa fa to address the planets, um, uh, uh, the, the 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 time that archaic man um, supposedly, according to anthropologists, came on the scene coincides with when when they say they were created, um, the genetic engineering. But here's here's a, here's another thing. Here's another thing. This is um, the Sphinx. When do archaeologists say that the Sphinx was built? I don't know. I don't know. It has nothing to do with. Oh, no, 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 it has no, a no, lot no, to do with it. Let, 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 let it has a way. lot to do with it. Give me a, <laughs> give right, me a ahead. year. Give me a year. Give me a year. Go ahead. Take a, take a guess. I can't. Take a guess. Just say it. Just say it. All right. According to archaeologists, the Sphinx was built in 2,500 BC. Right. Okay. According to um, what's the name of the scientists that that study like weather and stuff or or, or meteorologists? Is it meteorologists? They study weather. Yes. Okay, um, I don't anthropologists, archaeologists. Well, what are you right, talking right. about? Well, ac ac geologists. Ac maybe it's geologists. According to ge according to geologists, okay. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, all right. According to the, the one of them things. <laughs> one of them things. Whatever. The, the Nile area, the Egypt area, uh, did not have enough, um, uh, you know, waterfall. All right, uh, that that made water erosion a thing until until as far back as eight thousand BC. Okay, so. The Sphinx, according to archaeologists, was built in 2500 BC. Now, in the 1960s, a geologist noticed that the wear on the Sphinx was not from sand. It was from water. Now, how could that be if there wasn't enough uh, water um, in that area and, until way back to 8000 BC? So what are you how, saying? How other people back them up, or is he like the same as the whole anti-vax motherfucker who's just like, don't take vaccines. No, no, they, <laughs> there's, there's, well, he was the first Believe one. Me. He was, he was the first. <laughs> no, any look, they've they've done again. They've done blind studies. They've taken uh, you know uh, pictures of of uh, parts of the Sphinx. They didn't tell geologists what it was. They said, what kind of erosion is this? A hundred percent of them said water, and then they said, this is a Sphinx. So what are you saying? Well, what I'm saying is that either a the Sphinx had to be built way before that, or B, the geologists were wrong, and, 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 and there had to be more water um, in, in, in the Egypt area, you know, early, um, later. Okay. 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 So if, 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 if the geologists are right, and, 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 the, and the, um, the waterfall was not that uh, plentiful until way back in 8,000 BC, that means that the Sphinx would have to have been built 
8,000 B.C. And here's another thing. There is no written record of when the Sphinx was built. There is no, nothing that the Egyptians have written down that have said, yeah, we're building the Sphinx today. Nothing. In fact, you know what the, the ancient Egyptians used to call the Sphinx? The Eternal. They called it the Eternal. It was, for them, it was always there. That just makes you think how awesome ancient history is. Just how yeah. awesome the fucking people are. Exactly. exactly. Well, but it also, wanna... makes you, it also makes you think that, you know, think that is our timeline of history correct? Was, were the Sumerians the first, either A, there's got to be two, two possibilities. Either A, the Sumerians were not the first civilization. There was some either old, even older civilization that somehow collapsed for some reason. And then there was a period of you know, nomadic um, uh, instability. And then that we rebuilt around the time of Sumerians. Or there had to be another intelligent life form that did all this. That being the aliens? <laughs> <laughs> perhaps God. Well, this? well, that's that's the third option. The third, the third <laughs> Wait, option. God is the third option. The third option is about the Sphinx. Why was why is there erosion on the, on the Sphinx? You know, um, if it was built in two thousand five hundred BC, the, the answer is according to the Bible, the um, the flood happened in three thousand five hundred BC. So if the Sphinx was built, say, you know, oh, three thousand five hundred BC, and then you had the flood. Then it fits perfectly. This is where he's going with this. <laughs> no, it's not where I'm going. I'm not. I'm just going to wherever the, the... flood was real. They no, took. No, I'm only. I'm, o- I'm only. You know going... what? Fuck them for bringing the mosquitoes on board. I'm only. That's what I say. I'm only going by mosquitoes, where mosquitoes, cockroaches. Hello? That was unnecessary. Hello. All right, go ahead. I'm only going by where where the facts and the evidence lead me. You know, you so so you want to believe the orthodox. Um, uh, uh, story that the Sumerians were the first. They came out in 3200 BC. They slowly evolved. Somehow they magically knew that there was nine planets. Somehow they magically knew about um, uh, genetic engineering. Somehow they mag- magically knew that we appeared, that my, uh, archaic man appeared 200,000 years ago. But, and couldn't, everything. but couldn't wipe their ass. And, 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 <laughs> and then the Sphinx, which was built in 2500 BC, somehow has water erosion in the desert. Mm-hmm. None of this has been reconciled. And I'm not saying you have to believe you know, you know, the Bible, or you have to believe aliens or, or whatever. All I'm saying is that if you're going to refute it, then refute it. What, how, why is, how did they know about the, the, the planets? Why is there water um, erosion on the Sphinx when it was built in 2500 BC? Nobody's been able to answer this. It rained? <laughs> no, there was not enough water for, I just told you, I just explained right. this. <laughs> Are you retarded? You know what? <laughs> I think back uh, on evolution here. Remember uh, when we were talking about um, transition, right, from, um, and let's say, I guess, uh, the evolution of human, right, when we have the bones here, when we're going from apes to, to man, right? Um, they used to dispute because they would say we didn't have the bones to prove that, to show the transition happening, right? Okay. But as time has been going by, fossils have been coming about. We've been, like, pretty much we, we've been finding the missing puzzles, the missing pieces to the puzzle, Right. So just because we haven't found the missing pieces doesn't mean, you know, it's necessarily God or aliens or anything like that. Well, I agree. We but just haven't found we just the haven't archaeological found, evidence. But as time has been going by, more and more, we keep finding more and more shit, you know? Right. And to me, the, the things that we're finding about, it just points to just how amazing these ancient peoples truly were and how, how great their contributions truly are. That's what this at least just tells me. So you, so, ju- so you, just, so you, ju- you just believe that, that, um, that, that all these people discovered all these things... Three, you know, four, five thousand years before we discovered it. Now, 
through time. Oh, it well, seems like well, it just well, happened overnight. Like, oh, boom. And we just have this and that. It so wasn't I'm, like that. But how much time did they have? I mean, the first city was built in, 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 in Sumeria about 5,000 B.C., okay? Mm-hmm. So um, if they knew about the, um, these planets, how if they didn't have telescopes? We haven't discovered any did telescopes. Did they know about these planets? Did they really know about these planets? How, how do I know that they weren't just like, I don't know. It's on the cutie form. The they, they didn't. No, they, 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 they said there was nine, um, there was ten planets. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to say it, it might have been a guess. Yeah. Right? There, wow. there's it might, it, like, 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 like a broken clock is, is, right, is right twice a day. There might have been a guess. And well, I, what's I am, the probability oh, hold of on, it being hold on. right? I am ma- ma- small. It's a, it's a small probability, but things happen like that. It's a small pro- probability anyone's going to win the lottery, but it happens. People win the fucking lottery. It's true. Right? And, and I'm going to say something about, because I did want to address a, a point made previously. When you were talking about uh, the, the, you know, the, the, the genetic engineering aspect of it, mm-hmm. right? Um, and how, you know, how, how, how it coincides with 200,000 years ago. I'm actually a firm believer Right. And and you may not agree with me on this. Right. Uh, I'm going to go along with maybe like uh, someone like Carl Jung, the psychologist. You know, he was a big believer in something like this, in that I think a lot of human memory is sort of stored. Maybe you could call it in our DNA or some probably our DNA. Right. Where things that emerge from our minds as myths are actually sort of explanations for actual things that happened in human evolution. And I'm going to give you an example, and you may object to this one. You may object to it strongly. But I look at the story of Genesis, Mm -hmm. right? So you have Adam and Eve, and Eve eats from this tree Mm -hmm. that God had instructed the both of them not to eat from. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think, oh, it was an apple or it was some sort of sinful thing or whatever. When you look at the Bible, that tree was the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Right. Right? So you have these human beings that are in a sort of primordial state, right? Like the apes were, right? They're naked. They're running around. They're fucking flinging poop at each other. They're just, they're just, they're just surviving. I don't remember right? flinging poop in the beginning story of the Bible here. But it's not ahead. in the Bible, <laughs> but that's what primates do. When they get angry, okay. they fling poop at each and, other. And right, what I mean? And they run... And Democrats, he says. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, so, you know, so they're jumping around doing that, and they're basically existing the way animals do, right? It's just immediate survival. You're reacting to your environment, and you just kind of keep it moving. And all of a sudden, there's this point in human history, right? And, and, and while these two human beings are in this state, they are in the Garden of Eden, right? They are in a sort of a paradise, right? And all of a sudden, they eat from this tree, and what happens? They become aware of their own nakedness, right? So then they put the fig leaf on, and then they begin dressing. And I believe that this is a sort of a symbolic, mythological way of describing a certain event in human history where we move from being simple hunter-gatherers, you know, in these sort of small bands to actually becoming proper civilizations. And what does that involve? That involves writing, that involves money, that involves science, that involves an organized military that involves clothing, that involves status, that involves all of the things that we now associate with our present condition. And the minute it happens, the minute our brains make that leap, we're out of that garden. And this is what happens in the, in the book, 
right? In the book of Genesis. The minute you eat from that tree, you are out of that sort of state of innocence because now you can begin making plans and you can begin writing and you can begin, you know, that's where the greed comes in and that's where genocide comes in and that's where all that other stuff comes in, right? So as humanity develops, we're spending the rest of our time and this is, this is the story of that book. This is the story of the Bible. Once your brain makes that leap, once you begin, you know, with civilization and organized thought forms and the things that go along with it, you are out of that garden. And we have spent the rest of our time, in a sense, trying to get back in. And you try to get back in with drugs. You try to get the way Platano's doing right now. Oh, he's uh, such the a way tool. <laughs> this guy's a fucking tool. You do it through religion, you do it through, you know, whatever it is you have to do, but but you really see it's a big thing. The more knowledge we have, the more we sort of desire to get back into that garden. And I believe that the story of Genesis is a sort of mythological way of addressing that leap. And so what I'm saying here is when you talk about the Sumerians and, and, and how humans sort of got their, you know, start or whatever, I think it's one of those things stored in their genetic memory that they make a myth about, but it's not necessarily an so actual... So what, what's the explanation for the genetic engineering? How would they... I mean, if, if what you're saying is correct, you're proving my point. Because genetic engineering is, is, is something that we've just discovered in the, in, the, in the 50s when we discovered DNA. What I'm saying so is So what happened what happened, you know, 5 6000 years ago that would be stored in our memory mutation that yeah, they, the, the, the apes knew about mutations. No, they not, they, they didn't he's complaining that they, they're not wiping their asses, oh but God. they know about mutations. They didn't induce the mutation. They were subjects of a mutation. Sometimes a mutation occurs and you are subjected to whatever happens in that mutation. Well, let me let me let me um, burst your bubble a little bit here. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> mutations have to this day no mutation has been proven to be able to reproduce. Mutations happen, but they don't reproduce. So wait, what you're saying is that every single species that exists is, exists in its original form and only in its, in, in its original form? You didn't hear what I said. I did. Muta- <laughs> the, 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 the evidence right now, according to science, is that no mutation has reproduced. Do that what you extrapolate you that sure however you that? want. Yes. Look at look at the, uh, the, the what is it? The donkey or the jackass? It's a, it's a mix between what a horse and what? Mm-hmm. So are you saying they were fucking chihuahuas in the wild? Uh, you're making this extrapolation, <laughs> not me. I'm telling you a scientific fact. You do with it what you want. Is it? No. But wait, wait, wait. Look, you have different dog breeds. Right, but they all share 100% of the same DNA. Wolves and dogs share 100% of the same DNA. The only difference between a wolf and a dog is the rearrangement of the DNA. So, Bam! Wait a minute, wait a minute. So, so you're not saying that that rearrangement can occur in a natural setting? That's well, ab- all I'm no, saying. No, absolutely, but you're talking That's about... That's what I'm saying. No, you're not, you're not saying that. Sure. You're talking about creation of new information. No, no, I'm not necessarily. Yes, yes. Because, <laughs> because right now, how, what, what's the difference between uh, the DNA difference between a human and an ape is how much? 1%, right? 1%, right? 2%, right? Yeah, right? yeah, right. Okay. As little as that, that, that is, that's still new information. That 2% is new information. Yes. It's not rearranged. Correct. Okay. Which is why a human cannot uh, uh, reproduce with an ape. Right. Unless you do it, <laughs> so why can a lion reproduce with a tiger? Oh God! Because they have to share the hundred percent same DNA. A lion and a tiger have hundred percent of the same DNA. Yeah, they do breed they together. Do. It's called a liger, yeah. I believe. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying so they share 100 percent of the same being. <sighs> yes. You know what? That is going to have to be this, a, this has a, to be a, a topic. Episode. Yeah, it, it has to be a topic to for later just... discussion. Okay. Sumerians, right? <laughs> right? So, is there anything more you want to say about the Sumerians? Well, no. I mean, that's it. But uh, you haven't answered any of my questions. <laughs> you're saying you're saying that 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 by luck <laughs> that they figured out that w- there was nine or ten planets. By luck, they they figured out that archaic man came onto the scene 200,000 years ago. Um, by luck, and they they, fi- and they, they, figured... they knew about um. Uh, uh, genetic engineering. My thing is, how do you even know about this? If we've only been able to reconstruct what the, a couple of fucking things that they have in cuneiform, how the fuck do you know this much? No, they, they've they, they no know. everything. They, they've they've been able to reconstruct everything in cuneiform. Everything we we understand cuneiform one hundred percent, and that's one hundred percent their beliefs. One hundred percent found the planets. That's what they believed. That's what the Sumerians believed. I don't know. So it sounds kind of little. Bullshitty to me. Well, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course, it sounds, it sounds, uh, it's, it, it sounds bullshitty. <laughs> until you, know. there's something different about you today, Plata. Until you realize, <laughs> until you realize that they, that nobody knew about DNA before 1950, 1956, whenever it was. Who's to say they knew about DNA? Because there's a fucking coiled shit. Because they have a symbol. No, but it, it, it mentions it in the cuneiform. I'm gonna do my research on this. Yeah, I need, I need to it, see man. this. Do I need it, to man. see this. Do it. <laughs> All right. So um, the next subject I wanted to talk about, um, I guess on a somewhat lighter note, I'm not sure, but uh, it is um, right around the time of Pride. Oh, and by the way, you were wrong. we were wrong about the toilets. What do you mean? I told you. Oh, no, no, I didn't say anything about toilets. I said I, to- I, ta- I talked ru- about wiping. But they were flushing. They were flushing. Okay. Okay. That- so that means you have to have running water. But your ass is still dirty. No, it's not. If you have running water, your ass doesn't have to be dirty. Again, you're making leaps between <laughs> running water. Let's say if you okay. let's say have you, you ever been have you ever been to Thailand? No. Okay. In Thailand, attached and this is a lot, I think a lot of Asian countries attached to the toilet. There's this like little gun, right? That a lot of times we use for like our you know our dishes, right? And they use that to clean their ass. They don't wipe their asses. Well, if they wipe it, they just wipe the it's water a bidet. off. Bidet. They yeah. spray their most asses. of most of the other world rest of the world uses a bidet. Thank you. Okay. Right. So you're saying the Sumerians had bidets? They had, they had to have some kind of a version of a bidet, yeah. <laughs> oh man, nah. See, it, I don't, it, I don't. It, I don't, I don't but why? But why? If, if you're really, if, if you were wrong about the toilets, if you're wrong about running water, <laughs> what's the leap? You're, you're saying that they guess the planets, but they can't, they can't guess a bidet. <laughs> I'm, I'm questioning the whole interpretation of this whole fucking thing. Well, wait, wait, wait. well do, do your own reading. Do, 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 do your own reading. Do they find the planets? We're gonna, stars? Was it, was... I cannot believe we're going to have to do the Sumerians part two. Yeah, we're going to have to do the Sumerians uh, and, part and, two. And, and get into bidets, whether the Sumerians <laughs> had bidets. Which, you know, if the Sumerians had the bidets, then what happened to the Greeks who were using pottery shards? Uh, well, first of all, you have to understand that um, around 1100 BC, he has an explanation. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> around 1100 BC, there, there was a, a a breakdown, with the exception of the Chinese, there was a breakdown of all Western civilizations. So there was there was information lost. Look at the Egyptian um, pyramids, for example. The, this th- this is crazy. One of the first pyramids were the best, the most perfect, and then instead of getting better, they got worse. Hmm. And their asses got dirtier. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're Sumerians. obsessed. You're obsessed with asses today. <laughs> you know, it's just he's the, obsessed it, with asses every day. <laughs> no, 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 everybody, just stop. It's the cleanliness part. And I and I am going to admit, I am I am kind of obsessed with that. 
You know what I mean? It's it's how did how did that happen? I know the you know you know how the Romans did it, right? And this is a fact. What? Do you know how the Romans did it? No. Huh? Oh, you're gonna love this. They used a sponge on a stick. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. They would wet the sponge and then rinse it in either salt water or vinegar water. That's great. I oh, guess God. I guess as a form of like uh, disinfecting. Uh, disinfecting. Yeah. Great. So salt water or vinegar water. Right. Now the rich Romans could afford their own sponge on a stick. The rest of the crowd, it was communal. Uh, it was communal. There was it was just in this bucket of poop soup. And and dirty. whenever you crapped, you had to wipe I, I, your behind. I find that hard to believe. Oh, you better believe it, Those buddy. That sounds, yeah, that sounds so. So your people that, that you're so like proud BS. of, hmm? your people that you're so proud of. That sounds like uh, BS to me. But uh, <laughs> hey, hey, no, no. It's like, you see, yeah. you see, you, you, you want to believe this. See, this no, is the thing. You're, you're making, uh, you're, you're, but, you know, listen, you won't, you won't right, believe, you listen. won't believe genetic I'm sure, engineering. I'm sure they had But you believe that that modern humans used to bathe in 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 poop water. I'm sure they had hairy vaginas, so I'm sure you're okay with. <laughs> all of that, but I'm telling you, they had the sponge on a stick, and they would use that communally. Oh, come on, let's, let's just end the Sumer thing. We have to come back. Sumerians part two, apparently. All right, all right, all but right. I'll say this. To me, Sumerians are fucking fascinating as they were the first, and their actual history in itself is something just fucking fascinating, something everyone should look into this. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's your history. It's a part of your history. It's, it helps explain just this as we, yeah. as we know it. So we're going to end this episode by talking about uh, something that I kind of wanted to <laughs> That's near and dear to Jerry's heart. Near, near <laughs> it, 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 it actually is. Is it rat hunting? No, it's not no. rat hunting. Is it male-on-male -male rape? Because I know yeah, that's no, another no, one. We'll it's not ass-wiping? So I went to the Gay Pride Parade last week, right? Uh, this was in New York City. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest. I'm going to tell you why I went. So I have two sons. And my oldest one is now 12 years old. Mm -hmm. And he came out to us, to me and my wife, when he was nine years old and told us that he was gay. Right? Okay. And it's an interesting thing to me because um, I've never been one to sort of subscribe to identity politics, any of that stuff. Right? So I can tell you that my son began telling me things that sort of, you know, uh, jumped to my attention when he was maybe like three or four years old. And he used to say to me, like he would look at me, and I still remember this, he would look at me and say, hey, daddy, I'm a girl. I'm a girl, right? So here's the thing. My son is a very smart kid, and he's something of a contrarian, right? Like you. Uh, yeah, right, yeah. Well, that, that, that was some fucking poetic justice. I'm going to tell you that, because <laughs> that, that kid puts me through hell, right? Uh, but he would say, daddy, I'm a girl, I'm a girl. And then he would sort of look into my face, and I would... I would it, I really thought initially that he was just doing it to fuck with me. <laughs> really, I, 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 I felt that, right? I was just like, he's just saying that because he's trying to, you know, trying to just, you know, fucking mess with me. And I remember back then, I was really not very accepting of the concept. He would say, Daddy, I'm a girl. I'd be like, uh, no, you're not. You got a penis. Fucking move on. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was, I was a little, I was a little miffed by shit out of yeah, me. You know, yeah, I mean, I was, I was just, you know, I was just be like, no, you're not a girl. You know, you're a boy, whatever. And he kept, you know, but he kept on and it was, it was fairly persistent. And I really thought he was just fucking with me until I think his sixth birthday, he started asking for a, either fifth or sixth. Uh, it wasn't his birthday. It was Christmas time. And he started asking for a doll, a Bratz doll. 
right? So it's like these like little Barbie type dolls, and they're called brats, and you know they're made for girls. Mm. And I had promised him that if he did something, I would get him the doll, and I reluctantly did it. Because he kept, you know, asking me, am I going to get the doll? Am I going to get it for Christmas or whatever? And this is one of those moments I'll never forget where I gave him that doll for Christmas and he had some cousins that were visiting us and they were girls. And he opens it and the just the level of excitement that he had was not normal. It was It was an excessive amount, like something was gushing out of him. And it made me realize, you know, and you, you guys don't have kids, but sometimes as a parent, you're going to have moments like this where the minute I saw his body language, I was like, whoa, I made a mistake. Like, I made a mistake those previous years shutting him down. But I really thought that at age three or four, you're way too young for us to even be having this fucking conversation. Mm-hmm. And, it, and you're just doing it to mess with me, so I would just shut it down. I'd be like, stop your bullshit. You're not a girl. You know, fucking move on. Um, but then I saw at that moment, not that I ever would have acknowledged to him that he was a girl, because he's not. You know, so I kind of stick to my guns in, in that regard. But he really, when he got that doll, he was just so excited and he's showing me all the features of the doll or whatever. And then fast forward three years, you know, he's nine years old and he, and he officially came out to me and my wife, you know, knew he was gay uh, and just, you know, stood by it and stands by it to this very day. So he's 12 now. And for solidarity purposes, uh, I was like, all right, we'll go to the gay pride parade. You know, oh, this was your first year. This was my first year. Yeah, I've I've, I've, ne- I've never been to it, mm-hmm. and I gotta be so, honest. So just to clarify, you did it. You did it for him. I did it for him. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. this is not something that I don't think that I would have done on my own. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna lie, I was a little bit like, all right, what the fuck is this shit? You know, so I'm gonna go to this gay thing and you know whatever. Um, but I have to say, once I got there, it was a very interesting experience for me, right? Because it was super crowded. I got in around, you know, 14th Street. And you had all these, you know, gay men in these little short shorts and tank tops and stuff. And these guys in drag. And, you know, they look at Falco. I got a funny story. I got a funny story. But he's but, hiding his boner right now. Go but, ahead. But, 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 <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to tell you that uh, it, was, it was an atmosphere that really was kind of touching to me. Because it was so open and so welcoming. I remember when I got there, I'm with my kids. Uh... And, you know, there's, there's, it's, it's already very crowded, so you can't really get a good view of the parade because there's several layers of people involved. And when my kids showed up, a, a line just opened. Like, this pathway just opened. These men, these grown men, saw that there were two kids in the back, and they just ushered them right to the front. And then me and my wife along with them, you know. Like uh, a sense of community, right? A there. real sense of and And when I'm telling you, that sense of community was palpable, you know. And it really, it, 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 it was, there was almost something, I don't know that if sad is the right word, but, but touching, you know, something that kind of pulled on your, on your heartstrings because, um, you know, I'm one to oftentimes deride the culture of political correctness, and I still stand by that. I think there's a lot of shit that goes on with that that, 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 is, that is not right. Um, and identity politics, right? Which I'm like, you know, people are people. You don't have to really celebrate, you know, your category one way or the other. But you did get this palpable sense at this parade that these were people who were not used to being free and being open and being accepted. And this was a moment where they sort of celebrate that. And it was it was very touching to see. I remember, I didn't see this for myself, but I saw online there was this one guy who was like a dad... I think he and he had like gay, you know, one or two, I think one gay child. Um, and he had this T-shirt and he says, oh, I'm giving out dad hugs. 
mm-hmm. you know. And he was just hugging random people who wanted a hug from a dad, which seems idiotic if you if you think about it. But there were some real touching moments that went on. There were people that were like in tears in this guy's arms because they were rejected by their parents mm-hmm. or kicked out of the house or didn't didn't encounter that level yeah. of acceptance. <clears throat> very free atmosphere, very party atmosphere, and. Interestingly enough, um, something that was actually unexpected for me, there were some beautiful women, like, all over the place. All over the fucking place. Wait, lady boys or, real, uh, or nope, cis women? Nope, nope. Look at you. you don't, I think he, more importantly... He, he, like, he, he doesn't even care about the regular women. He's like, oh, lady boys? Does she have a penis? Does she have a penis? Yeah, baby. Mm. Uh, you're you're, you're going to go into the ladies, and uh, here I am sucked into your experience right now. Like, it sounds like such a beautiful experience. It was. It really was. It's like, it sounds like really what you're really immersed in is like a sense of empathy. That's what it sounds like to me. It, I mean. You know, it, you, you just really felt felt that sense, and it was something you you felt in the atmosphere, and in talking mm-hmm. about the ladies, this this was another sort of side product that was interesting to me. Beautiful. I mean, a lot of just these hot, beautiful women in various stages of undress. Some of them were flat out topless, just mm-hmm. topless or, or See, with well, thongs this, and, this, and this, is where, this is where the whole thing breaks down for me, okay? You know, you want to accept your son for what he says he is, and, and that's fine. You want to take him to this, you know, community, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's all great. But when you start exposing children to nudity, I'm, I'm, I have to break with that. You know, I was, I was exposed to nudity mm. when, uh, when I was around eight years old. I lived in Brazil. And we had the carnival, mm-hmm. the Brazilian carnival. And, uh, well, I'd like to say I'm fine, but now that, <laughs> now, now that I think about it, maybe that did fuck me up. <laughs> I, d- I do remember my grandmother spack- smacked me because uh, I was walking side by side with her, and then there was a woman topless. And, man, I just did a little fucking 180 and went in opposite direction. And my grandmother was distracted, so she lost me in this fucking parade in Rio de Janeiro. And I'm, like, following this topless woman. And next day, it was one of those typical, like, she dragged me back by the ear, Back to where you know where I was supposed to be, um, but you know it it, it, it was just th- there was a few women that that were in that state, but I wouldn't say all in all that it was anything that I really worried about uh, with my kids. But what I was gonna say but there was, were there, were there any bottomless naked men? No, no, okay. just 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 and you know it it was just this very sort of free, open you know well, bacchanalian. I'm curious, how did uh how did your family respond? Well, how how did your wife feel? Being Great. Like, I mean, we know? we all had a fantastic time. No, I think and, you said, and, how did your wife respond to your son coming out? Oh, we. No, I didn't mention. I meant to the whole experience. Oh, okay. whole <laughs> all right. But I, I, I'll get to that in a second. Um, I, fine. I mean, it, it was it was you know we we all had a great time. My kids had a great time. My oldest son had a great time, and I think he felt very sort of welcomed. And you know, it was it it, it definitely hit the That's spot great. for him. It was it was a good thing for us to go to. And the reason I mentioned these women, I was like, oh my god, there's like these gorgeous women, and conspicuously absent were the fucking meathead guys. That if you were in any other parade, would have made this an unpleasant experience with those women running around. Right, that and w- that would have been me. That would have been you. Yeah, yeah. J- j- I'd like to. Point yeah, out. I mean, I mean, if you, if you're if 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 uh, if if you know, I'm sitting around and somebody comes to me with you know a, a, a delicious steak. I'm not gonna believe, make believe it's not there. Uh huh. So what would you do? Come up to her, grind her. What would you no, fucking I touch her? I no, I wouldn't touch. No, that's what I'm no. trying to say. No, but what? what no, what, but what, I'd be looking. I might want to be talking and looking. Talking. Right, what's your you point know. with the women here? Ta- well, conspicuously mm-hmm. absent were were the meathead guys, right? So, like, I, I think about the West Indian Day Parade, mm-hmm. which is also a fantastic parade. I love it. I have a great time, right? But it's one of those parade that parade, the, the West Indian one I'm talking about, mm-hmm. which kind of makes you annoyed at the fucking hood culture, 
right? Because when you have that West Indian Day parade, you got these women in thongs and bikinis and, you know, or they have tassels on or whatever, and these fucking guys start getting drunk, you know, and the day starts wearing on, and you see this sort of menacing atmosphere in the air, you know what I mean? Like, you're walking around there, and you're like, and I've been to many West Indian Day parades, and I'll continue to go to them, but when, when you start straying away from, like, where all the cops are, you know, you really see this atmosphere like, okay, where's the next fucking shootout coming from? You know, it's always in the air. It's always, it's always that potential for that, and you sense it. And you did not sense it in, in, in the gay pride parade. And I thought that was just an interesting thing. And, the, and one of the reasons I mentioned it to you guys, and, and by the way, in answer to, to your question, how we reacted to it, fine. By the time my son was nine years old, uh, I was totally fine with it. You know, I had no problem with it. There was no issues whatsoever. I've, you know, de defended him a couple of times, you know, in public situations. Um, but the reason I mention it is because, you know, even as a parent, I thought that pre-age six, right, from age like three to six, mm -hmm. there were these years where he was saying things like that, and my reactions were probably not what, a, you know, a person would say is, is the right reaction for someone who thinks he's gay. But in my mind, I'm like, how at that age could you even think that? You're just being a fucking wise-ass kid, and yeah. I'm just shutting you down. There's no fucking rule book for it, right? No. There's no you didn't and, and you see, you can actually do damage to, to someone's mm -hmm. psyche by, by not accepting them like that. But, and, and the reason I mention it is just because, you know... But wait a minute. So you're saying that every time someone doesn't accept me for, for something that I say... That they're damage, damaging my psyche? If that person you is say? your father and you're three years old, you might be, yes. Yeah, I, I, I am saying that, right? I'm not talking about so the So you're saying that when, when I was 15 and I told my father, you know, you have to be born again, and he took my Bible away from me, that damaged me? You were 15. It could have. I don't know. That's for you to say. And look at you. <laughs> <laughs> Are you asking if it damaged you? That's uh, for you to fucking you know, say. So, okay, okay, when I was 10, I said, Dad, I want to join the Army, and he thought I was crazy because I wanted to go to Vietnam. Meanwhile, the Vietnam War had ended like eight years ago. Um, that damaged me? Maybe. Maybe? Or not even damaged? No, not maybe. You, you, now you're speculating. You're a pretty angry You went from saying, yes, you know, this will damage you to maybe this won't damage you. I, I mean, so, so now... You Bigfoot so, so you're telling me... You're and, you, and, you're <laughs> and you're obsessed with wiping your ass. Uh, so <laughs> you're, you're telling me now that I have to live in a society where I could never object to anybody because I'm going to nope, damage no, their whoa, little whoa, delicate... Whoa, 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 no, no, no. I'm not saying say that. that. I'm not you saying that. You just said it. No, he I'm not saying say that. that. I'm, not, I'm saying if that person <laughs> is your child, right... And at an early age, they sort of, you know, give you this bit of information. And I'm not trying to be like, uh, uh, you know, I'm not trying to proselytize Well, the, here. Jo the, job, the job of a parent is to guide a child. Right. Okay. So if the parent thinks that the, the child is, is misguided, um, there's many things that children say that the parent has to, to guide the child in the, in the correct way. That's correct. That doesn't mean that they're damaging the child, the child's uh, you psyche. Know what? So, some, sometimes when I, when I look back on it, I think uh, when I look at my son and the way he reacts to me and things like that, you know, it, it's, it's, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. I'm, I'm going to tell you another thing. Wait, right? so you're, say, you're saying that now you have some kind of a damaged relationship with your, with your kid because of that? Um, I think it might have affected him in ways that I didn't really anticipate. And it's, it's, you know, psychology is so imprecise that that's what makes these things difficult. Well, right? I'm glad you said that because right just before you said that, you've been telling me it's definitely going to damage him. We know all about it. It's the best. And now you're like, well, psychology is not an exact science. You're correct. 
Right. So you don't know if you're damaged. I don't know. No. I, and you I, don't I know that if if a, if if a parent said no, you're not a, a girl that's going to damage them. You don't know. You know, I. You I, don't know. Don't even try it. You don't know. I don't think. I don't think. That don't the, I don't think that the damage occurred by me just pointing out to him that he that he wasn't a girl. I. I. Because that I'll stand by. Because he's not right. So mm-hmm. biologically, he's 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 a boy, and that's that. But but. There's a different thing that goes with that. There's an emotional energy that goes along with that. It pissed me off. It pissed me off that he would say that, and I felt like I needed to shut this nonsense down, and he he sensed that I felt that way. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm reacting that way to something that's 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 a part of who he is, right? <clears throat> and And again, I'm not proselytizing about it. I'm just sort of the only reason I even mentioned it is because I see myself as a pretty open-minded guy, mm-hmm. right? And it's always one of my contentions that when you talk about things like like racism and prejudice and all that, like a lot of people like to say racism and prejudice and, you know, things like that are taught. You're taught to be racist. Mm -hmm. You're taught to be prejudiced. And I disagree. I think you have to sort of teach yourself for the sake of evolution, right, to bringing humanity forward. You have to teach yourself not to be because distinctions are a part of the human psyche. Correct. They, they, and I always tell what's people. What's taught, I mean, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but what's, what I think is taught is hatred. Right. Racism, that is, the, the, you know, being able to discern, you know, between one race and another is not taught. It's something, like you said, it's, it's innate. It's, yeah. it's part of evolution. But go Us ahead. Them. Well, well, them, well, right? well some, but some, sometimes the hatred yeah. comes along with it. And even that, I think, in a sense, we have inherited from our ancestors. And the reason I point that out is because you have a lot of people nowadays that, that you know, especially I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about something dear to you, Giuseppe, the liberals, mm-hmm. right? Who sometimes when they begin talking about racism or something, you see like these sort of, you know, especially like the sort of well-to-do white liberal sort of spoiled, you know, it might be stereotyping, but everyone knows what I'm talking about. They see themselves as absolutely immune to anything even resembling racism. They see themselves as 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 not being capable of of racism or being prejudiced or things like that. And they that. say racist things all the time unconsciously. I agree. I agree. And this is what I'm trying to like talk one, about. One liberal said, oh, well, if Trump uh, deports all the Hispanics, who's going to clean the toilets? This right. is a white right. liberal who said this. Yeah. Who yeah. claims that they're not racist. But and, and the reason I'm mentioning is I think one of the most dangerous things you could do is to see yourself as being immune to something that you're not necessarily immune to because then you're going to start lying to yourself. Right. And that's even going to create more problems. And that's the reason I, I, I mentioned that, right? And the reason I feel that racism or things like that are, are sort of innate to humanity, I think, has to do with uh, our survival, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, in, if you talk about ancient history, and let's talk about even before Sumerians or anything like that, if you're still a band of apes, right, or a band of, 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 of primitive humans, uh, you don't Not have even. To. You could be, you know, modern humans appeared 12,000 B.C. So okay. between 12,000 B.C. Mm-hmm. and 5,000 B.C., we were modern, modern, okay. anatomically modern humans, still nomadic. Right. So you're nomadic or, or – but even when you talk about animals and things like that, right, mm-hmm. you occupy a certain territory and you have a band of a certain size. So let's say you're a human and you're in a band of 40, <clears throat> right? And so you, you set up shop next to some lake. And the lake's got some fresh water and it's got some yep. game around the lake. Mm-hmm. But the lake can sustain, you know, 35 people comfortably. Mm-hmm. And you got 40. So, okay. So, you know, things are spread a little thin, but you can, ba- you know, you're okay for now. Mm-hmm. You got fruit, you got game, you got water, right? 
Then you have another band of 30 humans that shows up. Mm-hmm. And they want your water. They want your fucking game. They want all that stuff. So if you don't have a coherent sense of culture, even in the primitive sense, in your band of 40 people mm-hmm. to distinguish you from them, then you're just going to what? Let them come and take your resources? And again, you're saying this is all innate. This is all innate. Mm-hmm. So Because even animals do that, right? So you mm-hmm. got your 40 humans and maybe you all look a certain way. It, you, know and, you know I say both. I say it's innate and both. Yeah, Of course. This, of course, it's innate and so on. There's but, a sense of tribalism, you're almost saying, you know? Of, it's it like, is. It's like I'm fucking painting my arm blue. He's painting his arm red. Fuck you for painting your That's arm. That's right. That's right. Because Fuck because you. back then it it literally was a matter of survival, mm-hmm. right? So then I think our brain sort of inherited that thing where you have a certain set of customs, you have mm-hmm. a certain set of what what you deem as quote unquote it, normal, I and when somebody doesn't abide by that, then you want to eliminate them. But again, you know, when when we say racism, the connotation is hate and mistreating others. That's right. the connotation. But that's okay? what that comes from. Okay. But, but... It all ties in. But, it's all but, together. But, it ties in. But, 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 if, if we, again, if we read ancient history, there was always people uh, mixing of different races in, believe it or not, even in the Roman times, there were African Roman soldiers. There is no record of them being hated mistreated in any way. The only time, I mean, there might have been like, you know. Unless you were invading Africa. I mean, right, but, but the point is. And you is, killed them. Right, but, 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 we're, but we're talking about racism here. We're not talking about because you, a, a white nation could invade and kill another white nation. That's not racism. No. But, so we're but, talking about racism. So see, keep okay. it to racism. All right. There, were, there, was, there, was, um, there was, there's one recorded thing in history about, um, uh, I forget the name of the emperor, he was, um, he was, you know, doing his military examination of his, um, you know, review of, of his soldiers, and he was like paranoid. I think they were in, in Britain, right? And and they and they conquered Britain, but now they were having problems with the Scots because the Romans were never able to conquer the Scots, right? And I think it was Hadrian. I want to say it was Hadrian, but I'm not 100 percent sure. And um, so the, the, he he had them starting to build this wall, and he and you know, and it's still there actually. I think it was, they call it Hadrian's, Hadrian's wall. wall. Yeah. And, and uh, they, he was doing like a military review. And he was like paranoid about something. And one of the Roman soldiers, you know, who was black, he, you know, he, he he pointed it out to him, and he says, "Oh, this, you know, this is an omen, bad luck." Okay. But aside from that, you know, I mean, in today's culture, I'd be like, "Oh my God, that's the worst thing that's ever happened in the history of the world." You know. But back then, that's like nothing. You know, you're not. You know, I'm 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 an equal member of of the of of of, of the legion here. You know, he just mentioned that I was black, and I, you know, and and he thinks I'm bad luck. And but what I, the I, point? I, in, I, I, I didn't want the pride thing. I didn't okay. want to. Yeah, and, and listen, I didn't want to harp on racism specifically, except to say that racism is a sort of byproduct of the thing I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So it could be race. It could be. It could be. You know, appearance. It could be. I would give a word to it. Maybe this it could is be me. religion. Maybe it's just me. But the word I would give it to is tribalism. This yes, is, this, exactly. This is tri- tribalism. This is tribalism. We're, we're us and uh-huh. you're them, and we inherited that tribalism mm-hmm. as, so, a, so as, think, as a matter of I think tribalism of is a better word than race because, like I said, yeah. there's okay. been many well, instances I, where, I, what, what where you acknowledge the race of another person but not necessarily hating that person. But what, I, what I'm saying is racism. If they're part of your tribe. What I'm saying is racism is sometimes a byproduct of mm-hmm. tribalism. That's all I'm saying. It's, it's, and, and all I'm saying is that it's innate to, to humanity. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's where it ties into the, you know, to the discrimination against gays or something like that, because, you know, and and I, and I who consider myself an open minded guy found myself not being quite so open minded 
uh, in the case of so my would son, you say you found yourself kind of being more tribal, more in that tribalistic mindset. In the ver- in those three, in that little three-year span, and but then once he really came out to me, and once I saw it was a part of him, then then my attitude, you know, changed, and we're totally it sounds like we're, a fucking great story. We're, we're, to t- me, we're, t- we're totally fine on that. So I wanted to mention one thing uh, as a byproduct of the Pride Parade, right? Mm-hmm. In Boston, there was a group that uh, applied for a permit for straight Pride, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and I just want to discuss that for a minute. I don't. I don't know how far we can we can go on that. Uh, I, I want to come back to the whole pride thing eventually too, because okay. I just want to say that it's such a fucking beautiful experience that you and your family had. At yeah, pride. you did. That's great. We'll come back to. It. But to answer your whole fucking look at, straight, look at Giuseppe. To look at Giuseppe. Just to go, your whole straight pride thing. That sounds fucking lame. Yeah. <laughs> so so here, here, here's my thing on the straight pride. Uh, because I. I'm a sort of a libertarian by nature, and I believe what's good for the goose is good for the gander, especially when it comes to legislation and government and legality and all that stuff. I have zero issue on that level with a straight pride parade, yeah. right? Yeah. With that said, it just seems like the lamest fucking it's thing fucking on the on, on a planet. You know, wait, what? what it, <laughs> I, I think they gave it a name. Uh, it's called. The super happy fun America. <laughs> I think I think they had they had that name for it, you know. And they're gonna sit there and celebrate hey. heterosexuality. What are you, what are you gonna celebrate? You know, you know, you Masturbating about- into porn in your mom's basement. What the fuck? So what do you what do you celebrate a gay pride parade? Masturbating to gay a gay porn? No 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 fuck that. What they're celebrating specifically too is these people have been berated. They've been shitted yeah. on. Yeah. You understand? Mm-hmm. And so this is their day that they yeah. can be accepted. Right, but if you, here's the question: If you're born gay, if that's what they, they they claim, right? How could you be proud of something that you had nothing to do with? Okay okay. I, I want to get into this. Let me let, let me get yeah, into yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I, I want right. to fucking get yeah. into this with this whole pride let's thing. Let's do it. Okay so let's get into the um the literal fucking you know. Definition of pride here, right? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, doesn't make sense. Uh, I think we can all agree, the three of us here. Doesn't make sense to be proud of your fucking race, okay? Right. Doesn't make sense to be proud of your ethnicity. Doesn't make sense to be. No, proud no. Of in our society, every minority can no, be no. proud of their race except for whites. Oh, okay. <laughs> am I right? <laughs> Listen, my whole point is like, am I right or am I wrong? It doesn't make sense. I, w- I want a white because white liberals have told me this all the time. Okay, How no, could no, you no, be no, proud no. of being white if you had no? Do-? I says, you know what? <laughs> Go to the Puerto Rican Day Parade and tell them that. Let me know how it works out for you. <laughs> <laughs> So listen, listen. All right, so we can all agree, right? We're proud of the things that you know we've done. Let's say, like, say uh, Jerry, he's proud of um, I don't know your martial arts, your self defense, where you are as a personal trainer, right? That was your blood, sweat, and tears, literally, right? I'm a drummer, a musician. I'm proud of where I'm at musically. That was my blood, sweat, and tears. I did that. That was my work and effort, right? So you're saying, okay, you're you're being born gay, whatever the fuck. Yeah, it doesn't tie into pride because you know you didn't put no effort in it. You were just born into that, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make sense to be to be prideful of mm-hmm. that. You put no work into that. Right. That's when you're getting into the literal definition of it. Right. Now, as, the way as, as opposed to the figurative definition. Well, the, mean, well, the way it's being what defined, definitions are we using here? <laughs> are we using English? Okay, <laughs> so that's getting into in the literal. The way I feel, the way I'm looking at, at, at least the way the gays are celebrating this kind of pride. These people have been shitting on, shitting on. You know, their whole lives they've been. Uh, fucking, they've gotten shit for being gay, maybe from their parents, from all these kind of people, and now here they're in an environment where they get to, they don't have to shy away from that. They get to right. just well. First of all, we just we just said that in the Sumerians and the Greek civilization, the Roman civilizations, they were accepted. Not here, huh? They weren't accepted. There were here. Romans here. No, no, they, no. they were they were not accepted. In all our right, society. so we're talking about a short period of human history right. where they were shit on. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So 
Um, how how many years do you have to be shit on before you can be proud of what you are? Well, well, you know what? I'm, I'm because I'm, as a as a white man, I've been shit on for 49 years. I want to know when is my white day parade? I'm I'm. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, well, you can go. Your white day. You know what? <laughs> oh, look at Platano. Uh, look, he's got no shirt on. He's on acid. He's all the fucking. All right. <laughs> this guy's a fucking toy. All right, all right. All right. No, out, but what 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 I think Platano is trying to point out here is, uh, and I know you're gonna. No, let him finish. Let him finish. Don't, no, don't I, talk for him. Talk, talk, go ahead, finish. So, all right. My thing is, you know, they. They're using this word pride to, you know, embrace these kind of parts of who themselves, who they are, who they weren't able to in their past, yes. who they've gotten shitted on before. They've, they've, on so many levels, I, they, you and I probably can't even fucking comprehend. When's the last time you've been called a lame ass fucking hetero? You know, oh like when's all the time? <laughs> no, 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 don't, 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 don't go there. Don't oh, go there. Well, uh -oh. I've, I've been, uh -oh. I've been, I've been, I've been, call, uh -oh. I've, been I've been called a spick. <laughs> I've been, call, I've said this before. I've been called a spick so many times. Yeah, if somebody calls me a guinea or a wop, it's almost a compliment. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. So let, feel let, free go, on this podcast ahead, to call ahead. me a guinea wop dago anytime you <laughs> greaseball anytime you want <laughs> because I'm going to accept it as a compliment. <laughs> no, the, the thing is this, right? So they. Uh have been the subject of a lot of violence, uh, a lack of acceptance, and and this and I was saying, you know, you could you could it was a palpable thing in that parade to see that the sadness that this has engendered, you know, the treatment mm -hmm. that they've that they've had to go through, and this is sort of their one time, uh, or or this this particular event where they could say, you know, this is who I am, this is what I'm about, and the world accepts them with mm -hmm. open arms, something that they weren't previously used to. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's the thing. And that's what makes this, the straight pride issue, you know, lame in my mind, because yeah. it's sort of it's almost like saying, let, let's make a parade for rich people. <laughs> Hooray, rich people. And then, listen, you can argue with rich people. Oh, what, 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 what? Are you going to condemn me for being prosperous? <laughs> Are you going to condemn me for making a profit uh, in my business? Are you going to condemn me? Is it evil to be successful? No, it's not evil point. to be successful or prosperous or whatever. But if you got a lot of money and you got a lot of influence or whatever, you don't need so to it, fucking, you know, in a establish nutshell, your pride. In a nutshell, you, you, you accepted this pride thing. You're for it. I'm for the pride thing. Uh, the straight pride thing, I'm for the right to do it. I just think it's some lame, okay. lame I can agree with shit. This, man. Yeah. I'm agreeing with. And with Giuseppe, Pinsano. we'll let you have the last word, and then we're done here. Yeah, I think they're all lame. I think the gay pride <laughs> parade is lame. I think the heterosexual pride day parade. I think if you, if your whole existence is what you do with your penis, you have a you have a pathetic life. You know, I I, I you know I I guess I, I I do understand the whole on a conceptual level, you know, the celebrating of of your sexuality. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that would be a. Different I mean, when are we thing. having the you know? The hairy vagina parade. <laughs> oh wait, we spoke about that. We did. We spoke about. Yeah, we there's spoke. There's a no, hairy vagina we, parade. We, we, yeah, we we spoke. No, no, there's <laughs> not a hairy vagina parade. But he made a comment on, and we're talking about Giuseppe here. He made a comment on Facebook about having a hairy vagina parade, and I almost knew he would. I was like, three, two, one, and bam, <laughs> there it comes. I see the fucking, I see the icon, you know, flashing red, and then whatever. And he was like, yeah, let's make a hairy vagina parade. And I said, you know what? Let's put your fucking money where your mouth is. <laughs> apply for the permit. And I stand by my words. You apply for the permit, right? And I don't care if there's fucking five people in that parade. What? I will attend. I will go. And I will hold whatever banner you want me to hold. If you want me to hold a big thing with a giant beaver or a fucking no, wig all, or whatever the fuck, I will hold it up. I will put on whatever costume you want me to put. I'll dance around with first fucking of all, the liberals, fur all over me. The liberals in New York City would never allow it, number one. Try. Number two. Why don't you wait, try? Wait, number two. I'm, I'm telling you. Apply. Two, apply. Number two. Do it. Number, Do it. Number two. 
I was saying that facetiously because I don't feel I have to identify. I don't. My my identification doesn't come with the fact that I'm attracted to adult vagina. Fuck that. I say let's do it. Okay. <laughs> I say Giuseppe. I say you need to apply for a permit. And listen, so the if, the, if, thing, if the liberals refuse you, the whole thing if they is refuse stupid. You, the whole thing is stupid. <laughs> if they refuse I you, I can I can cry discrimination on your pride, behalf. It's just stupid. When there comes to the whole party, I get it, you hate it on it, but I I say try and show some sense of empathy. For these people. Well, yeah. I, I look you know, I, again, again. Too. Look, I I can't show empathy for groups of people. I can grow. I can show empathy for individuals that I know. Mm-hmm. Okay, because not everybody has the same experience. So if you're 100%. if you're if you're if you're a, a you know a, a gay, uh, let's say you're let's say you're a gay black person. Okay, um, in the seventies and eighties, I'm pretty sure you're probably going to have a harder time in life than if you were a, say a, a gay white person in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm I'm sorry I don't have blanket hatreds and blanket loves for races or for genders or for what people do with their with with their genitals. I I have empathy for individuals. Mm-hmm. All right. And in this situation, why can't you sorry. extend that empathy out to this group of people? Because I I don't judge people by groups. He doesn't know I, ta- them. I judge people by he individuals. Which I because I, I know I know that's the way this dude operates, right? I've known him for a lot of years. So if he meets a gay person, and the gay person's cool. Then they're cool. Yeah. And right. if they're an asshole, then they're an asshole. Right. And being gay is not gonna, uh, you know. Right. What, what uh, totally, what totally make changed? Make them immune from his judgment. What, the the one person that like totally changed, like my perception of gay people was Milo. You know, after him, the conservative guy. Yeah. After yeah. him, after him, I was like, then you know, you have to judge people because that's that's the very definition of not being a bigot. That's the very definition of not being a racist is by judging people as individuals and not as groups. Well, there you have it. And that concludes our episode of Naked Subjects with Gerardo, Giuseppe, and the very high on acid, Platano. You-